Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. If you're new with us, one of the things that we like to talk about a lot is that marriage is kind of like a three-legged stool and it stands on three legs that are money, sex, and communication. And if you take away one of those legs, then the stool's going to have trouble standing up. So you've got to make sure you have all three in good working order to keep your marriage in balance. And so uh, we're going to tackle one of those tonight in this episode, and that is going to be money. And um, we're going to take the next few weeks to cover all of these different topics, money, sex, and communication. And so because we know that money can be such a hot topic in marriages and that it, it can often be a top cause of divorces, uh, we'd like to tackle this one pretty frequently and try and always be circling back to it and giving as many tips as we can. Yeah, so before we dive in fully, just a quick family update. Um, we are... Thomas and Julie here. We we have four kids. <laughs> if you didn't know, we have uh, eight-year-old twins and a three-year-old toddler. And then our fourth child was born in June, and he came almost four months early. And so he is uh, seven weeks old now, but still in the NICU. And we don't know if we're halfway there or halfway done, anything, um, but um, it kind of turned our, our world upside down because he wasn't supposed to be born yet, but right. um, he's doing okay, and we appreciate the the prayers and the messages from you guys uh, reaching out. Um, but we just say that as a quick family update, but also to kind of give context for this episode mm-hmm. of uh, money is something that Thomas and I have been passionate about for a while because we didn't do it right in our marriage um we're coming up on 16 years of marriage but next month i know i'm excited but um about seven years into our marriage is kind of when we had a big wake-up call on our finances and hit rock bottom and had to work our ourselves out of that and so we're in a a much different better financial place now much more peaceful yeah, and we, and we love helping people through their journeys, but we, we, then these things happen, right? Then we have a, a baby four months early who's racking up the hospital bills here, and, and, and life can throw you curveballs, and I'm so thankful that we learned some principles, unfortunately, the hard way, and that's why we like to teach people before um, you know they get into the same struggles that we were in years ago but we wanted to kind of just use that family update to say that we're still learning this we still put these principles in place you don't just kind of arrive somewhere financially and then you're you're safe and out of hot water yeah. um, things still come that are our surprises so you know if we tie into our brand or marriage puzzle we'll turn over a piece of the puzzle that we weren't expecting it to look like that and we have to see where that fits and so um so yeah that's why we wanted to talk about money just because um so thankful for some things we've done in the past and things that we're learning now 
to do to navigate our finances so that money is not a fight in our marriage. Yeah, and I just want to throw in a small disclaimer that when we say that we have a much more peaceful, um, I guess, understanding with money or, or agreement with money, or relationship with money, that's the word I'm looking for, um, that's not because after we had our rough spot, we, you know, struck oil or anything like that. And, you know, we've got $10 million sitting I in wish. the bank. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, then we wouldn't be concerned about any of these hospital bills or anything like that. But um, in in all of that, basically, we just learned some things about how to manage our money better. And so when we get hit with these curveballs, it doesn't break down our marriage because uh, because we know kind of what we're doing to manage our way through that in a much more peaceful way. We can we can be at peace when these curveballs come um, and we just know we're going to get through it on the other side. Um, so I just wanted to make sure there was a disclaimer there that, that we're still kind of in this financially to still have to learn how to do it right. And it's not just because we have an abundance that we're working from. So yeah, so the biggest practical tip that I wanted to talk about um, in this is something that I think we're so used to doing, Thomas and I. But I was—I I told him I was like, let's let's talk about this in this money episode because I don't know if the average couple, if you will, or the people listening, do this. And right. so, are you ready for the big profound? money tip that could save your marriage <laughs> uh meal plan yeah. that's what we got so we literally have a big dry erase um calendar on our kitchen wall and we calendar out our meals on there for the whole family to see because our eight-year-old boys always want to know what's for dinner and um i do it a month at a time so i take it off the wall the dry erase calendar and i put you know because august started i put the the numbers of august on there and then what are we going to have august 1st what are we going to have august 2nd and i write them and it takes a while <laughs> it's a lot to plan 30 31 meals or um and, and think about 28 that in february yeah there you go that's when you get your break <laughs> um but it's so worth the time to do that at the beginning of each month because then it just goes right back on the wall and like i said everyone knows what to you know anticipate that night but it actually has saved us money so the time we put into planning that out um then i don't have to think about it anymore but it helps us stay on budget to know what we're going to have each night and then we order the groceries for that plan on a once a week basis you're not just getting groceries on your way home from work or randomly and um we or do every night right so our rhythm is i plan it every month once a month which is only 12 times a year and then we order groceries point. once a week yeah and so uh i i, I want to say that we probably started actually doing this about i'd say maybe about five years ago i mean i'm, I'm just kind of trying to think of this on the spot i don't think we started doing this at that seven year mark at that seven year mark we hit some low points. We Seven started, years into our marriage, right. you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I, we hit some low points in our money and in our marriage. And then we started trying to figure out some things. And I think it took us a couple of years to kind of get around to doing this uh, this method. And, you know, ever since then, it's it's been great. And, of course, we're not perfect at that either. You know, there are months that we, we slip up a little bit. But, again, like I just said at the top, we 
we have a much more peaceful relationship with money. So we know if we slip up, we're, we're going to be okay. And we just know that it throws off the balance of everything and we get back on track with this thing. And it really helps us to kind of plan things out. That's why I think this isn't a new idea. You've probably heard meal planning. I know other uh, moms who are really big into it, even um, freezer prepping, like cooking right. ahead of time. But so I think that's when it became popular. We did try it about five years ago, mm-hmm. but um, it's a, I did it with a digital calendar. So I put it, you know, on the a calendar that's on our phone. So mm-hmm. we knew every night what we were thinking we were going to eat but it wasn't successful because i hadn't planned the groceries for it so you could say okay we're gonna have spaghetti it looks like you know it's monday night we're gonna have spaghetti but oh i didn't buy uh the spaghetti sauce you know or or noodles and so what are we gonna do so we were still kind of going day by day even though i thought i had planned it and that's why i went to a a dry erase board to plan out the whole month and then that way um even if you want to talk about roles and responsibilities in your marriage, which is a topic we do on yeah. marriage coaching. So they know that's really big in marriages. Um, practically, like I do the plan of mm-hmm. the meals on the calendar, but Thomas usually is the one that orders the groceries every week. Right. Of, according to that plan. Right. And, you know, I, I want to say if, if we're in 2022 and we started this about five years ago, that was 2017. Grocery ordering really got big around the time of COVID. And, you know, it was it was just starting to kind of come out before that, but that's when it really ramped up um, for the whole entire world. And so that really helped us. So we were a little bit ahead of the technology available that was really going to make this work for us. But the key thing is that we order our groceries online. This is the key thing for us. Um, we order our groceries online. And this does a few things for us. Um, we're able to get exactly what we need. Uh, we all know the feeling of going through the grocery store. You know, we're hungry. We're trying to get the food we need for dinner. And then you start picking up all the extra stuff that you don't need just because it looks good because you're hungry. And so it, it we, we're able to get exactly what we need when we're ordering online. That doesn't mean we don't ever go off the list a little bit, but it helps us stay on the list a lot more because we're able to see the subtotal adding up in the cart as we go. So that lets us stay on budget. And if we ever put some of those things in the cart that we don't need and it starts pushing us over the budget, we can take those right back out pretty easily. Um, and then uh, it it also allows us to check what we have in our fridge or pantry. We also all know the feeling of needing to go by the grocery store on the way home from work. But while you're at the grocery store, you're like, hmm, do we have ketchup at home? I'm not sure. Let me just grab another bottle. Well, get home and you find out you have three bottles of ketchup because you've done that three weeks in a row right. and you just forget and it's okay. But then you're just kind of overspending having money sit on your shelf. Things expire. Yeah. Um, or the buy one, get one free. Get mm-hmm. me all the time because I'm like, oh, I'm saving money. But and sometimes that is good. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But I personally, when I go into the store, I buy all the buy one, get one freeze. And it's stuff that we didn't need. It's, you know, extra sweets or extra things that we normally don't get in the week. So if it's something that is on your regular monthly meal plan, then, and it's on sale, then you can switch around. That's why I like the dry erase and say, oh, actually we're going to have this meal because it was on sale. We'll change it here next week. But, um, but ordering online has helped stick to what we should be getting and not persuaded by the things that are on sale or look 
yummy at the time. Yeah, and and another tip in this kind of ordering meals and meal planning is we always like to have a couple of our favorite go-to just simple meals on hand. These can be frozen meals or or whatever works for your family, but something that is simple for you to just pull out and make really quickly. Um, Having these on hand uh, will help us in the event of like a schedule hiccup. One of us gets, one or both of us gets hung up at work a little bit later and we're not going to be able to make the meal we had planned because it's going to take too long to cook. We can still have something on hand to swap out and then like you said, just change the dry erase. We had this instead, move that meal that we were planning on to next week and now that, you know, saves us a little bit of planning for next week. Um, so, so I think that that's a huge little tip in there is just don't lock yourself into just the seven days of meals. Have a couple of things that you can substitute in for those just in case nights. That'll help keep you from going out for convenience. When you, when you run out of time, you're going to be like, ah, we have to go out to eat. So, but that's the last tip of, of why we want to encourage you to do this type of meal plan or however it works for you is just plan to eat. you plan to eat out, you know, you don't have to just stay home and cook every night, but you're planning what night you're going to eat out and then you can budget for it. Mm -hmm. So that's when, yeah, if you were like, Oh, I thought we were going to have spaghetti. Um, but now I have to stop by the store. If we're going to take the time to stop by the store, I can just do takeout. Um, which is a lot more money than just picking up stuff for spaghetti right. by the way but but we do eat out still yeah. um but it's on the board of when we're going to eat out and like i said the kids know that and um even in this uh time with uh a baby in the NICU people have blessed us with like DoorDash cards and Uber Eats at gift cards and things like that and we'll still plan on when we're going to do that on those nights that we're just like running from hospitals to work to pick up the other kids we plan and um that has helped us stay on budget it's helped us with communication too and less fights around um you know if you're like wait where did the money go right we ate all the time we're just then fighting and it's just a fight you don't need to invite into your marriage exactly and with that we wanted to give you one final tip that might be helpful to you Because what we've been talking about in this episode is something that really helped the meal planning really helped us stabilize our finances and our marriage. But there was a point in time where we just needed that kind of shock to our finances. We needed something to kind of push a quick reset button. And so what we did one time was we decided to make a goal for ourselves to go 30 days without eating out at a restaurant. And so we we're able to accomplish that. And that gave us a really big reset button on our finances. It kind of thrust us in towards this meal planning and planning our groceries and, and things like that. But it it also kind of saved us a lot of money in that one season. Um, So we recommend that if you need that reset button, pick a goal, find a goal that's right for you and your family. Maybe it is no restaurants for 30 days for any meal. Maybe it's just if if you feel like that's too unattainable in your season of life, pick something and say, if we eat out five days a week, let's take that down to three. You know, find something that you can actually accomplish and and set that goal and kind of give yourself that financial reset uh, 
to make that happen for you. Yeah, we did the no eating out for a month with kids. So that was even extra hard. So if you and your spouse need help with this, we do marriage coaching where money is one of the eight sessions that we offer. But we also are certified in financial coaching. So we can do a deep dive into your situation there if that's helpful to you. Just take a look at marriagepuzzle.com to schedule a free discovery call with us to go over the packages that are available to you. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage Puzzle. And as always, we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Have a good week.